Now let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac weighing heavily on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom, Onyejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good. The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liquor, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Welcome to NBA Today with Malika Andrews, live from Los Angeles. Shot clock at three. Butler with Brogdon on him. It's a long three. And good! Jimmy freaking Butler puts it in! Jimmy freaking Butler. He is a bad, bad man. Miami continues their playoff dominance, taking game one in Boston. So Perk tells us why it's time to stop sleeping on the Miami Heat. Plus, Jason Tatum is the latest star this postseason to wobble a bit in the fourth quarter. Richard Jefferson dives into the superstar disappearing acts. And from the east to the west, is it a must-win tonight for Los Angeles? Why Michael Malone isn't worried about the Lakers' late-game adjustments they made on Jokic? NBA Today starts right now. Welcome to NBA Today. We have Kendrick Perkins, Richard Jefferson, Malika Andrews with you. The Heat, they were big underdogs coming into last night's game, but that really hasn't mattered to Jimmy Butler. Not for Perk. Perk picked them last night. Yeah, sure did. We're yeah, going to get sure into did. Perk's magical predictions. I was trying to do some alliteration there, Don't but it didn't, no. it didn't really come Perk's up for me. Perfect. Perks, perfect perfect picks. picks. Yeah. yeah, we'll we'll go with that. Oh, just perfect. Uh no, we're gonna start in the fourth quarter here <laughs> because the Miami Heat, they dropped a playoff oh, franchise oh. record 46 points perk in the quarter. On time on target. You know the great thing that I saw about the Miami Heat? They beat the Boston Celtics at their own game by pushing the pace. They did not give them opportunity to get set on the defense. Come on, Max, don't mess up that assist, homie. Jimmy finds Bam on a bio. Jimmy just does it all. Look, Jimmy's so impressive because it's like we act like Jimmy isn't like crazy talented or crazy skilled. Jimmy has all of the abilities, all the skills, and look, Missoula's tired of it. I'm with you, Joe. I believe that little fake tip, tip attention. This is the quarter where everything changed, Perk. Absolutely. And look, Jimmy Butler, not depending on anyone, making the right play, relocating, knocking down the corner three. And all the Celtics are doing right there is bad body language and complaining while the Miami Heat is busting that you-know-what. Do you know what I like about the Miami Heat is that, without a doubt, you know they are following one person. They are going as Jimmy goes, and they all fall in line. The Boston Celtics, these turnovers from JT, it was it was just tough to watch a player that's been so on fire here. And even here, he questioned it. We go to the replay. His left foot was two inches off the ground. What are you talking about? But, but was it a careless turnover or a forced turnover by Caleb Martin? I think that was a forced turnover. Three I agree. Yeah, no, in the fourth quarter, though, for Jason Tatum when it mattered the most. And here, Jimmy Butler. This was the call. Jimmy freaking Butler. Game high, 35 points for him. Let's take a listen to Jimmy, Himmy, however you want to call him after the game. How does this feel to you guys, what you have done so far? And if you go back all the way to that night against Chicago and the play-in, did you think then that something like this would be possible? Damn right. I did. Damn right. We did. Um, And the best part about it is we still don't care what none of y'all think, honestly speaking. Um, We don't care if you pick us to win. We never have. We never will. 
we know the group of guys we have in his locker room. Um, we know that Coach Bo um, puts so much confidence and belief in each and every one of us, Coach Pat as well. And so our circle's small, but this circle got so much love for one another. Um, we pump constant confidence into everybody. And we go out there and we hoop. We play basketball the right way, knowing that we always got a chance. So Jimmy, he averaged just under 23 points per game during the regular season, but then he's taken his game to another level in the playoffs, putting up 31 and a half points per game. That's similar to the Heat as a team. They were last in the NBA in scoring in the regular season, but look how much better they have been in the postseason. So I know Jimmy said, I don't care if y'all pick me, but Perk, your playoff perfect Perk picks continues. Oh, you picked the Miami Heat in game one. Is it time that everyone just needs to stop sleeping on them? Well, the last time I checked is four teams that are still playing right now, That's and correct. the Miami Heat is one of them. And they're up 1-0. They are a legit championship caliber team. When you look at how they play, they play with agenda-free basketball. They're disciplined on the defensive side of things. So what makes up a championship uh, team? Let's go down the checklist. Okay? Let's go down the list. They have shooting. Max Struess, Duncan Robinson, uh, Gabe Vincent could get hot. We Kevin saw Love. Kyle Lowry, Kevin Love. Okay, when you talk about interior defense, Kevin Love taking charges, Bam Adebayo blocking shots, being able to defend out on the perimeter. When you talk about leadership, they have that. And Udonis Haslam, Kevin Love, and Kyle Lowry, both of those guys are champions. Jimmy Butler is leading on the floor. They have the best coach in basketball. They have one of the best defensive teams in basketball. They lead the league in charge taken. So my thing is, what else we need to see out of them? They have everything and more to go and win the championship, and I wouldn't be surprised if they do. I have no disagreement with what Perk is saying because when you look at it now, we can be respectfully honest in saying talent level, not saying that these guys aren't all pros, but you would look at Boston and saying that Boston has a little bit more talent, a little bit more depth. Now, I understand that there are people out, like no Tyler Hero, but he, Perk is right. When you look at this team, where are they lacking? They're not lacking in shooting. They're not lacking in coaching. They're not, they outwork the New York Knicks. That's something that we don't see yeah. from a Tibbs team, from a New York team. Awesome. They outworked them. They outhustled them. And then they've just been shooting the ball well. And I'll say this in my meeting with Eric Spolstra before game six. He's like, look, we're probably a four, a four seed. We had a ton of injuries. We had a ton of – we don't look at ourselves like an eight seed. We don't look at that. We have experience. We are a team that is probably top four. So that's where we feel like we're playing. So this is not anything new. They don't feel like they're an underdog. They just feel like they're going out doing what they're supposed to. But I think – can I ask both of y'all a question? When we say that the other teams that are, that, that are still playing, like the team that they're going against, they have more talent, mm. is, is that the truth? Yes. But why, but why, though? Because is it the truth because of what guys were drafted at in the position? No, 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 no. Because, but, but, because what I'm looking at is Caleb Martin is a hooper. Caleb sure. Martin is a hooper. And I'm looking at him and I'm looking at Derek White and I'm like, right. he'll bring the same thing to the – but I think yes, when, when you're looking at when you're looking at okay, you're talking about an all all NBA talents when you're talking about people in the MVP discussions. But and, and we say oftentimes right in, in the playoffs, and you guys know this better than I do. You've actually been out there, you've won your champions. You say that talent wins out, but also hustle and heart have a little bit to say in that conversation. And, and, and I think that's where Richard's coming. Well, yeah, and I'm not talking about like the undrafted part, but let's just talk about individual accolades in the last two years. You got. 
Two-time All-NBA first-team guy in Jason Tatum. You got All-NBA uh, guy in Jalen Brown. You got Defensive Player of the Year last year in Marcus Smart. You got multiple All-Defensive players when you're talking about Malcolm Brogdon just won the Sixth Man of the Year. So I'm not saying awards dictate talent. I'm saying when you look at the collection of players on the Boston Celtics, they should play better than what they have but, been playing. And I agree, but this is what I'm saying. All those guys that you named, they was given the opportunity from day one since they came into the league. And sometimes. And, and now right. all of a sudden, these guys that we're seeing on the Miami Heat are finally getting their chance. Mm. Well, and sometimes when you feel like you have something to prove, that's when the dog comes out. That's when like, oh. Uh, uh, no, you know, I'm going to be here. Well, I'm going to show you why. It was, it was just, it was just a happenstance thing. I, but I do love it when he okay. does that. All right, yeah. you guys mentioned the Boston Celtics. Let's take a listen to Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown after the game. You know, you still got to play the game. You still got to make plays, regardless of you know you're home on the way. You know, the court is the same. It's one ball, three reps, two baskets. Um, you know, so you know I don't have an exact answer why we 500 at home. You know, we just got to be better. We came out too cool. Like, it was just almost like we was just playing a regular season game. Like, it's the Eastern Conference Finals. Like, come on. We got to play with more intensity than we did today. And uh, we just got to be better, including me. Oh, okay, ladies and gentlemen. And now, look, last night we saw something that's been kind of a reoccurring. First of all, can we have a moment for the fit? Ooh, okay, not perk. Let's keep it here. But we've seen a lot of different things, right, over this postseason. And we've seen a lot of great, elite, best of the best struggling in the fourth quarter. We got James Harden, Julius Randle, All-NBA, led the league in assists, MVP, top three MVP. Anthony Davis, one of the most talented guys in this league. And we've seen them disappear in the fourth quarter, doing very uncharacteristic things because the fourth quarter, and what's beautiful about basketball, the fourth quarter is where the stars are. That's where you That's make where your you name. That's where you get paid That's that fourth quarter. Right? And so then, look, when we're going to look at this graphic, we're going to pop up this graphic. I'm talking about Harden. Had zero points in game five, six, and seven versus Boston. Julius Randle, six fourth quarters. Six of them in the postseason with two points or less. Joel Embiid, we talked about it a bunch. Two points in game seven. Giannis, two for 13 in two fourth quarters versus Miami. This guy, a lot of people think is the best player on the planet. I'm one of them. And then Davis, he's had four fourth quarters with only two points. Davis, the only one left. And we bring all that up to talk about Jason Tatum. Humbly, one of the best players in the world. This is his own words. And watch, he's just standing around. He's not doing anything. He's not getting any activity. If you saw the beginning of this, he was the screen and roll guy. So here, watch this. He leads off. Now, Jason Tatum had 30. He didn't have a bad game, Perk. But watch. check this out. They're pushing the pace. Okay, Jalen Brown watch don't him. have anything. Just look at him. Watch now, him. Al Horford shoots a three. Get his own offensive rebound. Four minutes to go. Okay, look. So he's asking for the ball way over here. This is a tough pass. And Al Horford. Oh, and Jimmy fighting. on it. Jimmy on it. Like, when you're standing around, the Jason Tatum I know would have been cutting down the lane with force. Yeah, so look, when we talk about all of these great players, these are the best players in the world. So to see him struggle in the fourth quarter, and we've seen it a bunch this postseason, Jason Tatum is just the latest victim. But at the end of the day, like he said humbly, he's one of the best players in the world, and that is 100% true. They just need to get him the ball in the fourth quarter so he can get show it again. You mean well, give himself a ball. Go if get he can take some of those notes into game two. All right, let's get to the WNBA because we actually have four games to open the season on Friday, starting with the Sun against the Fever, also the 
Liberty visiting the Mystics. And then the Sky against the Lynx. We're going to wrap it up with Phoenix Mercury against the Sparks. That game is on ESPN. Last year's champion, Las Vegas, will open the season, though, without their head coach, Becky Hammond. She has been suspended for two games following an investigation that found the Aces violated league rules regarding impermissible player benefits and work pace policies. The latter stemmed from comments Hammond made about De'Erica Hamby. Take a listen to Hammond. I don't recall my relationship with Hamby being anything but um, on the up and up. And uh, I'm just obviously along with uh, the organization and everything, disappointed with the findings. But, um, you know, we're looking forward to kind of putting the whole thing behind us. To have your name kind of be associated with something like that, which, you know, is um, not who you are as a person. It's not how I operate. I handled Dierica with care from day one when she told me. And she knows that. And like I said, once I make the phone call that, that the decision has been made to move her, you know, that's when everything kind of fell apart. So again, this stemmed from comments Hammond made to Dierica allegedly in connection to her pregnancy. And in addition to Becky Hammond's suspension, the WNBA also rescinded the Aces 2025 first round pick for promises of impermissible benefits during contract extension negotiations with Hamby. Still to come on NBA Today, we're going to keep it in the W. The 27th WNBA season kicks off tomorrow. We have Commissioner Kathy Engelbert here to tell us everything we need to know about this upcoming season. Plus, game two in the Mile High City. Can AD and LeBron slow down Jokic tonight? I don't know. If you listen to Mike Malone, you guys got to start really listening to Mike Malone and seeing how how he operates. You guys got to listen. Let's see if he gave a little bulletin board material. Well, Richard, uh, did you see the video also that Giannis posted? I mean, of course he did, Perk, because he's on TikTok literally all the time. Do not miss that. We're coming up next. Oh, the villain era. I like his villain era. One of those corny dad jokes. (laughs) I love the dad jokes. Now let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac weighing heavily on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom, Onyeho Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good. The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liquor, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. like this in the WNBA before. Candace Parker is heading to Vegas. I called my mom and I was like, Mom, it's real now. Like, I'm here. She's on the court. She's back. I'm really looking forward to this evening, honestly. You ready? 
Welcome back to NBA Today. Ahead of the WNBA season getting underway, we are joined by Commissioner Kathy Engelbert. Kathy, thank you so much for spending a little bit of time with us here on NBA Today because there is so much to be excited about with the W this year, but I want to start here. Brittany Griner, she is set to play in her first regular season game since her detainment in Russia. And as the commissioner of this league, seeing how the entire country really rallied behind her, what do you hope that this season holds for her? Yeah, we're so thrilled to have her back playing the game that we know she loves. Um, it weighed so heavily on the players and the whole league, including myself last year. We're excited to see her back. She's using her platform to advocate, you know, for the Bring Our Families Home campaign for other wrongfully detained Americans. So just really proud of her, where she is, how she got her back herself back into physical condition to play, you know, at a very high level, which is what the WNBA is. It, it was such a joy to see the, the smile on her face, see her back on the court in the preseason. What, one topic of discussion, Kathy, over the last several days, weeks, has been the first pick in the 2021 draft, Charlie Collier, joined a, a long list of pretty big-name players that have been cut from rosters in recent days ahead of the season. Players in the NBA, players in the W, they've called to expand rosters to 14, maybe add more franchises to the league. What are you looking at to, to fix this? Well, first, it's no secret that it's really hard to make a WNBA yeah. roster. And I think it's a good conversation to be having. There's over 300 Division I women's programs. And obviously, we're a league of 12, 12 teams, 144 players. So um, some of the best basketball out there in the world for women's basketball. And um, we're hitting a big momentum point, And you know we're talking about expansion of teams. Um, so when you're only in a country of 330 uh, million people with only 12 teams, we were just up in Canada last weekend with our first ever Canada game, had mm. 20,000 people at the game. So I think the time, time is right. Um, we were coming off two COVID years. Now it's time. We've done some transformation of the economics of a league. We want new owners to come in and be successful. And that'll add, you know, uh, multiple ros roster spots over the next few years. We look forward to seeing that. Uh, one, one thing that we discussed a little bit earlier in the show is Las Vegas Aces champion head coach Becky Hammond. She was suspended for the first two games of the season. The franchise lost a future draft pick for violating league respect in the workplace policies over treatment of De'Erica Hamby. What went into this decision here, Commissioner? Well, we did a thorough investigation after we received allegations from Dirica back in January. We had two former prosecutors, one from the U.S. Attorney's Office in the Southern District of New York and one from the Manhattan District Attorney's Office who have a lot of experience. They interviewed over 30 people. They uh, reviewed text messages, emails, kind of an independent review, thorough investigation to come to the conclusions we came to around both the draft pick and Becky's uh, suspension. And, and Hammond vehemently denies that she, there was any wrongdoing, but also says that she would never want to leave a player feeling the way that Derricka felt. What were your conversations with her? I think, you know, again, I let the lawyers do their work and um, get all the facts to us at the league office. And so, you know, we'll we'll be talking with all of our teams, all of our coaches uh, with our respect in the workplace policies around the sensitivity, especially in a women's league. Uh, really important to tailor those trainings to make sure everybody understands discussions that are held one on one mm. with players or with a player group you know, have to be in compliance with our, our policies. Okay, let's talk about the season a little bit because the formation of two super teams, the Aces, the Liberty, I mean, fans are excited, I'm excited, but you, what are you most looking forward to here? 
Well, part of our strategy since I came in was to build household names and rivalries and whether it's the two super teams in New York and Vegas and, you know, just with all the free agency movement um, that occurred. But there's also some up and coming teams with a lot of young talent and a lot of great talent. And Lena Deladon is back at full tilt. So I think there's going to be a lot of teams to watch. I think there's going to be a lot of parity in the league this year. And it'll be interesting to watch, um, you know, some of this play out. You still need chemistry on teams, whether you have a super team or not. And so it'll be interesting to see it all play out. Parity is when things get incredibly fun. We've obviously seen that in the NBA. I look forward to seeing it in the W this season. Commissioner Kathy Engelbert, thank you so much for spending some time with us here on NBA Today. Thanks, Malika. Take care. Appreciate you. Still to come on NBA Today, we're just a few hours away from Game 2 of the Western Conference Finals. Have the Lakers made enough adjustments to stop Jokic? Perk has some thoughts. Plus, D. Wade and his son Zaire sit down with Mark Spears to talk about a special moment when they found out Dwayne would be inducted into the Hall of Fame. And our free agency is only one month away. But why not start now? Perk has a hot take on who should stay and who should go this offseason. NBA Today will be right back. Nice work, Rich. Thank you. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Jokic a three-pointer. It's good. Nikola Jokic continues his assault. Jokic another rebound and the putback. <laughs> that spin move was tough. Jokic just gets it off in time. It's up. Oh, it's good. Of course it goes in. He is showing the entire package with all that's gone on with this spectacular play from Jokic. The Lakers showing poise, then showing fight. Raised from downtown. It's a three-point game. Survive the comeback and win game one. The Nuggets, they stave off an impressive late surge by the Lakers in game one. Our reporters, Dave McMenamin, Ohm Young Masuk in Denver, reporting on both sides ahead of game two. And Dave, I want to start with you here. Uh, we talked a lot about the battle of the big men coming into this Anthony Davis, Nikola Jokic. But what is Anthony Davis's mindset coming into this game two? Well, Malika, on Tuesday, Anthony Davis spoke with accountability for his role on the defensive end. He leads all postseason players in rebounds per game at 13.8, leads them all in blocks per game at 3.2, but he recognized that he needs to be better 
against this Denver front line that has the 6'11 Joker, the 6'10 Michael Porter Jr., and the 6'8 Aaron Gordon. He said, that's why they pay me the big bucks. He sounded like Kendrick Perkins. Uh, <laughs> he needs to figure it out. And he said, if he's the primary defender on Joker, obviously that comes with uh, an assignment of staying alert at all times as he can <laughs> score or pass. But if he's roaming and Rui Hachimura is the guy on the ball, he needs to be cognizant of Aaron Gordon getting lobs and hitting the offensive glass. The Nuggets had 15 offensive rebounds in game one against the Lakers and out-rebounded the Lakers overall by 17. So Anthony Davis is on high alert to try to clean up those areas. Well, the Lakers, though, David, and you, you know this better than anyone being around them every game, they, they have been a really big bounce-back team this postseason. Why is it that they go from a loss and then are seemingly at their best? Well, Malika, one, you got to give credit to the Lakers coaching staff of watching the game film, finding the ways where they can improve, and then distilling that message in a very easy fashion to their group so they know what to concentrate in the bounce-back scenario. The Lakers are 4-0 coming off of losses this postseason, averaging winning by 25 points per game. And Malika, you get to go back to March 17th, more than two months in the calendar since they've lost two games in a row. So certainly that should give them a, a deal of confidence going into tonight. It also should make things interesting. Dave, thank you so very much. I want to bring Ohm back into this conversation because I, I mentioned this, Ohm. The Lakers, they got it down to a single possession near the end of that game. But how concerned are the Nuggets that the Lakers actually figured out something to bring into this game too? Malika, the Nuggets were asked a lot of questions yesterday about adjustments they have to make to the Lakers. So even though the Nuggets are up 1-0 in this series, Michael Malone seemed amused that the narrative following game one was that the Lakers may have found something to slow down Nikola Jokic. Much is being made of them putting Rui Hachimura on Nikola Jokic like we've never seen that before. There's this kind of discussion being based that like even though the Lakers lost you know they're walking out of here last night like they think they've got something I'll bet you every red penny I have that Darvin Ham would rather be up 1-0 than down 0-1 Malika the Nuggets say they've seen this coverage many times before as recently as last month in the first round against Minnesota which allowed Rudy Gobert to, uh, to roam in the paint put a smaller defender on Nikola Jokic, and they say even against Philadelphia, when they put P.J. Tucker against Jokic to allow Embiid to roam, you know that Jokic will find a way to adapt. Hmm. All right, but let's talk about the adjustments that we expect from the Denver Nuggets here, because that's what Game 2 is all about. And sometimes it's harder for the team that is up 1-0, like Michael Malone said, to make those adjustments. What are you expecting from the Nuggets? Malika, I asked Michael Malone, what do you need to see and want to see when Rui Hachimura is on Nikola Jokic? And he said, first of all, we need to run. They scored 19 fast break points in game one. 17 came in the first half when they were dominating, only two after halftime. He says, if we're able to run and score, the Lakers will not be able to set up their defense. Number two, I think they're going to probably have to figure out how to move Aaron Gordon around, not keep him in the dunker position, which they like to do, or even when they like to keep him there in the dunker position off of screens from Jokic. And number three, I think Michael Porter Jr. probably has to be a little more involved to spread out the perimeter and draw AD out. I will say this, though. 
You know Nikola Jokic is like a genius. I talked to Draymond <laughs> Green last year about facing him. He said this was the biggest challenge facing Nikola Jokic other than LeBron James are trying to match wits with him in a chess game. So you know Jokic is going to figure it out. Oh, thank you. Game two tonight at 8.30 Eastern right here on ESPN. All right, you just heard from Michael Malone. He seems confident, right? Denver's going to be able to handle the Lakers' adjustments. But Perk, I'm curious. <laughs> I know you have an eye on the big men tonight. What are you expecting from Anthony Davis? Well, it's not just Anthony Davis. It's LeBron James and Anthony Davis. And I heard Caldwell Pope comments Mm. And LeBron James, you should feel disrespected by his comments. And I get it. Jokic's resume longer than the Chick-fil-A line when you think about his MVPs and being one of the most skilled centers to ever play the damn game of basketball. But we're talking about the arguably the greatest player to ever touch the basketball in LeBron James. And their name should never be in the same sentence. So if I'm Braun, I'm feeling some type of way. A.D., I don't want to hear about adjustments. I don't want to hear about how good of a job Rui did and when they took you off the ball, you was able to roam. You are the best defensive player in this postseason. In the league, take on the challenge. Didn't LeBron say that his jersey is going to be hanging in the Raptors? But this is how you make sure that he get up there, by taking on this challenge and taking it personal. I'm not saying you're going to stop Jokic, but at least make it tough. Don't rely on your teammates to go out there and get the job done. You go out there and handle the business, period. Well, okay, so let's correct some of the things that Perk says. One, like LeBron, listen, watch it, bro. Listen, when, when anybody anybody compared to anybody, Bron should be, you know, annoyed unless it's Michael Jordan, Kobe Bryant, unless it's that class. Now, as far as Jokic, we can establish here that the best defender in the world, whether it's Anthony Davis, whether it's Gianna, they can't guard him one-on-one because the one-on-one, he'll give you 50. He'll, he'll give you a triple-double assist. I'm sorry. We're sitting here, and I'm not talking – I'm talking about purely offensively. He is the best player on the planet. There is no answer for Jokic. And so the biggest worry that the Lakers should have is that Anthony Davis had one of his on games because Anthony Davis has been on a little subpar. On a little subpar. So if you get an on game from Anthony Davis and he gives you 40 and 10 and you lose that game, that's something you should be worried about. As far as adjustments, I've set up here before and said, who is going to guard Jokic? The reason why I said that is because we know that there was going to be matchup problems for him because you put a, a small on him, he will eat him alive. You put a big on him, you see the threes that he's shooting over a seven-foot contest. You see the playmaking that he can make from the elbow. He is the biggest matchup problem on the offensive end currently right now in this league, and I think it's going to be the same thing. Who is going to guard him this that's, year? That's fine, but you could make it hard on him. He don't have to walk into threes. I believe that Anthony Davis is faster than Jokic. He's more quick, more so athletic. he can actually put more pressure on him. And then another thing, let me explain why I said Anthony Davis needs to accept the challenge. Jokic had six offensive rebounds for the game. All of them came in the first quarter. After that, he didn't have any more. Hmm. So that means so he that, set the tone? No, he set the tone. So that what I'm trying to say is if he didn't have none for the rest of the game, then that means Anthony Davis needed to show up to the party at the start of the game and accept the challenge. No, I, I don't disagree with what you you're can. saying. I, I don't disagree. Watch don't it. Calm me. down. Watch it, bro. What I'm expressing to the world at home, the entire thing that you're going to match, and the reason why you don't want Anthony Davis on Jokic is that you're more worried about foul trouble. Because if Anthony Davis gets in trouble – 
or gets in foul trouble, that's going to be a well, big problem. And that's where the Rui piece comes into the equation, and that's what Michael Malone is saying. It's not like we haven't seen these types of looks before. I just want to clarify the KCP comments. You're talking about when he said he doesn't see the same spark in LeBron James. They look like no, they're playing pick uh, that, that was one of them. I'm talking about he said when he talked about Jokic and Braun, he said the only thing that Braun do better, different than Jokic, is that he jump high. I'm not that, gonna, look, I'm that, not I'm not going to argue with that too much. They shouldn't be in the, even in the same conversation. Have you seen his historic I've seen it. Oh, it has, you can't go down tonight Jay? in game two. My friends, coming up here on NBA LeBron Today, James. Hall of Fame inductee Dwayne Wade and his son Zaire sat down with Mark Spears, also a Hall of Famer, to talk about basketball after League playoffs and so much more. We'll be right back with that conversation. Welcome back to NBA Today. The Basketball Africa League playoffs, they begin this weekend in Rwanda with the top eight BAL teams competing. And on Saturday, Mali will play South Africa in the corner finals. And there's a name that you might recognize on the roster. Zaire Wade, the son of Dwayne Wade. He's going to make his postseason debut in the BAL with the Cape Town Tigers. So here's Anscape senior writer Mark Spears, who spoke with the father and son ahead of the playoffs. Hall of Famer Dwayne Wade. Zaire Wade, welcome to NBA Today. How y'all doing out in uh, out in Egypt? We're doing well out here. No, I'm doing well. How you doing out here? Good. <laughs> we live, working. Yeah. Well, well, let's let's start with Zaire first. Zaire, you're, uh, you know, it's one thing for your dad to go to your high school game or a G League game, but to see him walk into your game in uh, Africa, man, what was that feeling like? They walked in, you know, right on the tip of the so I had to try to keep my composure at the same time. <laughs> but I had like a direct view towards them on the end. So just different emotions, man. Just from, you know, I just haven't seen my family in a few months. How was it for you, Dwayne? I, I think what Z said, like we haven't seen each other in a few months. And I mean, I've been with this guy for 21 years. So when you, when you in that time apart, uh, you miss each other in so many ways. So I just want to get my eyes on my son. And so if you see when I walked in, like I was just like, I know, I know him, and so I know he was like, he's seen this, but I know he was trying to focus, but I was just looking at him like, let's go. So Zaire, tell, tell me how the uh, Basketball Africa League opportunity came about. Um, it came about during a long stretch of keep, keeping our heads down and working. Um, we spent 10 months, me, my pops, I'm Chris, uh, I'm Chris Johnson. We just spent like 10 months straight after the GDC ended, just working. And, you know, just trying to find other other things or other opportunities. And once the BAO Combine presented itself, uh, we started narrowing our focus down to that. Mark, let me jump in on that. And, um, you know, when you're a young kid and you're being told no at every turn, uh, or, you know, you're being told no, period, you know, we know one thing in this game is you need one person to fall in love with your style of play. So it's hard to get up every day, to wake yourself up every day, to work out not once, not twice, but three times a day, to prepare for something that you can't see. And he was he was prepared because he worked and, and you know he prepared himself to be able to go to Paris, to get ready to go to that combine, and to show people that he's a better player than he was the last time you've seen him. Where do you think the basketball Africa League is now, and and what do you see uh, for the future in terms of its in, importance to the continent? This is an amazing opportunity for a lot of kids to continue to chase their dreams. Um, and so we're thankful for this league, we're thankful for this platform, and we're thankful for Cape Town. As a family, we just want to make an impact 
Zaire uh, obviously want to make an impact as a basketball player. But like you said, we want to make an impact in the community of Africa as well. So it's a lot of work to be done. Um, we're thankful to be one of the first ones to be a part of this very end. Wade with a steal, with two. Wade puts it up for the win. Yeah, baby! He's got it! Dwayne Wade with the steal and the game winner! So Zaire, I mean, it was inevitable, but when you got the official news that your dad was making it to the Naismith Memorial Basketball Hall of Fame, man, how did that hit you? Man, so I think for me, he's always been in my, or he's been in my Hall of Fame for since I can remember, you know what I'm saying? So me and my siblings, my sisters, like we're so used to looking at positive, like the bottom first. Uh, but sometimes that has nothing to do with on the court. So you may not be thinking about those stuff, but when the accolades are put in front of you and presented, it's just like surreal because now I'm in the professional world. I know how hard it is just to, I'm trying to just, you know what I'm saying, just take another step up. <laughs> that respect factor uh, just continues to grow uh, on and off the court. Just everything he says, I never brush it out. I just take it and try to apply it the best I can. Gwen, how's the uh, speech writing going for Hall of Fame, man? And uh, how, how much uh, more are you excited as each day gets closer to it? Uh, the speech is not coming along very well right now. I, I'm like, I got a, uh, I got speech block, <laughs> and I just, I just been trying to take it day by day. Like, I want that day to, I don't want that day to come fast. Like, I, like let August 11 and 12 take a lot of time to come, um, because once the day comes, then it's over. And so, I want to enjoy the steps to get there. I want to sit in this moment and appreciate um, the vulnerability that I feel, um, because the reflection that I'm having. Uh, but I'm just very thankful. I'm not just thankful for the work that I put in, but I'm very thankful for everyone who put in my path to help me get to this place. And, and my last question is for Zaire. Zaire, what is the, the best thing you've eaten in Africa that was unique and different? And what's the one thing that you're like, man, I ain't eating that? <laughs> uh, the one thing I definitely not eating is the beef livers. Oh yeah, I had chicken. We had chicken liver yesterday. <laughs> it's just reading the, it's reading the beef liver. I can't like it's feel like, uh, but definitely no beef liver for me. All right, Zayar Wade, Dwayne Wade, thank you very much. And thank you as well, Mark Spears, for joining Dwayne Wade in this year's Hall of Fame class. We have Dirk Nowitzki, Tony Parker, Pau Gasol, Becky Hammond, Greg Popovich, among others. You can see the full list here on your screen. Congratulations to all the inductees, including our very own Holly Rowe and Mark Spears. Coming up here on NBA Today, there are some big names who could hit the free agency market this summer. It's never too early. So we're going to dive into that next on NBA Today. this season is a failure <sighs> oh my god every year you work you work towards something towards a goal it's not a failure it's steps to success there's always steps to it there's no failure in sports you know there's good days bad days some days you are able to be successful some days you're not some days it's your turn some days it's not your turn and that's what sports is about you don't always win and this year, somebody else is going to win. Similar as that, we're going to come back next year, try to be better, try to build good habits. Hopefully, we can win a championship. 
So a disappointing end of the season for Giannis and the Bucks. They fell to the Heat in five games. Why are you making that face? I don't know. I don't know it's either. It's Friday. <laughs> I'm excited. Fine. That was over three weeks ago. Uh, it's Thursday. Thursday. Yeah. Absolutely. I was just. I was, it kind of feels like a Friday. Every, every day is Friday. Friday. Every day is Friday. Did you see though the, the the video that Giannis posted? Yeah, recently? I saw it. All right. Well, for anyone at home who didn't take a listen. Here we go. Well, please come to the waters. Somebody said, please come to the waters. Hey. <laughs> hey. Hey, man. I like it. Him and Steph straight up, that would be a good, like, a good, <laughs> okay. good trade. All right. All right. Oh. Giannis no, is not a free agent. Oh. So we're just going to we're gonna put a pin in that one, and we're going to look at some people who actually are potential free agents who could hit the market in July. Take a look at these key names. It could be on the move. Kyrie Irving, D'Angelo Russell, Russell Westbrook, Brooke Lopez are among the unrestricted free agents. James Harden, Draymond Greed, Fred Van Vliet, Chris Middleton, they have player options. So at least two key bucks not talking about Giannis here, could test the market. Like I said, Chris Middleton has a player option. Brooke Lopez is an unrestricted free agent. So, Richard, I ask you, Yeah. should I stay or should I go oh, now? Oh, no, no, don't, don't do that. Uh, what are we asking about, Draymond? Uh, no. <laughs> Who are we asking? I was asking about Chris Middleton and Brooke Lopez. Oh, both those guys? Yeah. Oh, they should stay. I don't think the Milwaukee Buck window yep. is closed, not till Giannis gets traded for Steph. Is that what he was referencing? Like a Steph and him trade? No, go on, play with Steph. Oh, playing with Steph. Okay, yeah. Until that happens, until that happens, and I think, look, their window is not closed, and I think that's part of the reason why a coaching change is they understand how small their window might be becoming if Giannis does become a free agent. So they were like, hey, let's not just keep running this back. Let's switch it up. He's under contract, Giannis is, for the next three seasons. Yeah, it's fine, stand yeah. that you would want to bring those guys back in order to continue to build. Oh, because if you don't, Giannis well, is gone. Well, he's a player if option you, in it, September. Well, I'm saying you got to yeah. extend these or guys or else Giannis is out. Especially rather. Brooke Lopez, though. I mean, the way him and Giannis work together is is a beautiful thing. Well, about. since you already brought up Draymond Green, let's also talk about him because he has a player option. He said on his podcast that he wants to go roll out with the same guys he rolled in on, stay or go. Oh, he should stay 100%. Draymond's important. 100%. Yeah, 100%. Well, Draymond's got a player option. I think if they're not going to extend him, I think he could be a free agent after this year. And I like that because you're going to get the best version of Draymond. The Warrior window is not closed. They they won the championship. They had a tough year this year up and down. Next year, you retool, you tweak some things, maybe bring in some veterans instead of some of the young guys that you got, and then you keep it pushing. I don't know how much money the Lakers got, but if I'm Draymond, I'm trying to get to L.A., and if I'm L.A., I'm trying to get Draymond Green. Can you imagine yes. the tandem between him and AD? That would be one of the best defensive tandems ever. Well, Golden State ever. doesn't want to imagine that because if yeah. Draymond leaves, they only have a veteran minimum to replace him. And that's. Yeah, they, these cap rules, you guys haven't really dug. Well, they, we haven't, they did it to themselves. I agree. People. There's good and bad to it, but these cap rules, when you start hearing about these $600 million, $300 million the reality tax, starts the re- to yeah, we like The reality hadn't set in yet. Wait till you start hearing these tax bills. They start sounding like the national deficit. All right, but last but certainly <laughs> not complete. <laughs> How about Kyrie Irving, Kendrick Perkins? Philadelphia. Darren Moore, if you want to do right by Joel Embiid, it is not James Harden. Go get Kyrie Irving, but you got to make sure you have the right coach. If you could get Kyrie Irving alongside Joel and B and manage to keep Tyrese Maxey, that would be everything. Kyrie Irving would have delivered what James Harden didn't do. When you talk about being one of the best closers in the game, taking over the fourth quarter, 
that's him. No matter what he has done outside. Financially, though, his best option is to stay in Dallas. Yeah, but, I mean, Kyrie didn't made a bag. I mean, Philly could give him something. They could try to unload Tobias Harris. I don't know how this cap thing works, (laughs) but I just know this. Kyrie and them beat will be a problem. We have 60 seconds break coming up, and we can can go over some of the cap space rules. We'll be back in six. We have game two of the Western Conference Finals between the Lakers and the Nuggets tonight at 8.30 Eastern on ESPN and the app. The Countdown crew, they get things started at 7.30 Eastern. So we've spent a fair amount of time today not not doing that, but discussing Anthony Davis, discussing Rui Hachimura, discussing the various looks to put on Nikola Jokic. And in the break, we all got up, we went over to the court, and we were working some things out. Richard, we were talking about the difference between Rui and AD. What, what, what kind of defense is that? That's not the correct That's, defense. Nah, come on. See, and this is what I was Perk, trying Perk, to let play. me set it up really quickly. Really quick, and Go I ahead. got you because he's a big foul. See, I like the defense right there. You got the hand, but you don't want to get lifted up on him because the minute he gets lifted up, he is a master of body movement and body understanding. Well, let's take it to this block. So, Malika, you could be the pass over here on this wing. As one of the best post defenders to ever play the game, Kobe Bryant said it himself, you have to make Jokic work. You're not going to stop him, so you got to deny a little bit, force him out. And as he catch it, listen, it's two things you could do. You could play bent arm. Bent arm. Take the hit with your chest. Or you could play elbow, right? And one arm, and you could take the hit. I like to play bent arm. And take away the middle, take the hit with my chest. If he goes around for his turnaround, I'm there to contest. You live with it. The now, way AD was playing chest. was this. This is, not, this is not John Calipari in Kentucky. You cannot hold ground like this, AD. You cannot let <laughs> really like Moses Malone like, like, versus. What are you doing? But I have a question. So you were saying, so Rui was getting into him like this. Back. Hand here. Yeah, back and hand. (laughs) My question is, can you control? Because I've never, I've never been in this position with a with an NBA guy. When you're someone backing up into you like this, can you have a little bit more control? Oh yeah, let me get let me get back there and show the bigger. Because first of all, what you don't want to do against him is you don't want to lean. Right. Once you lean, what you gonna do, Perk? Once you lean, it's a spin. You're dead. You also don't want to get too straight up and down. This is what I'm saying. Old NBA, you see it less. You see a lot of guys showing their hands, taking with their chest. You're allowed that bent arm, and you're also allowed a hand. So that means that hand you can grip. Guys get dirty. They'll start pinching. I got a lot of cushion here. They can start pinching. No, guys will pinch you. Guys will grab you. They will do all that. Can you even feel that, bro? Shut up. (laughs) Well, you know because you were a referee, but I'm just. But you're allowed that. But you want this top foot up. You want to take away middle. And you want to get a low gravity base, like get low so you can have power. Because if you get into someone's chest, I got you. If I'm in your chest, you could say I'm going to try and take a charge, but Jokic is not burning it down. He, he, he's Davis trying to take, and, like, just shorty, short, short and, and to burst. be honest with you, he's getting eight or nine dribbles mm. because people are scared to help. Back, it's hard back. to guard somebody with eight or nine dribbles, but you got to put some type of restraint on. Yeah, I, I just, look. Anthony Davis is one of the great defenders because of his talent. I think there is a, there a little bit more that he can give. We saw there uh, when he had the ball, Jokic had the ball here. Anthony Davis got up in him, 
and then he ripped through. Stay low, stay in your base. If he shoots, contest late, because Jokic is probably as good of a player I've ever seen in my life, is if you lean one way, he's gone. If you get lifted up, he's gone. So who you got tonight? Because that's who you're watching for. Oh, I got. I think I got Denver winning the series. Uh, I, I, the I got the Lakers tonight. Lakers tonight. The Denver K. winning the series. I've yet to be you. wrong. No show tomorrow. We'll see you Monday. I've, I've yet to be wrong.